Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you may be listening from. Welcome back to the Business of Living podcast, episode 61. And it's time to celebrate. We just turned one year old. That's right. A little over a year ago, we released our first episode of this show. And I'll be honest, my first goal was to do six episodes. Because I knew if I recorded six episodes that I would be in the top 15% of all podcasts ever produced. That's right. Most of them close up shop after six episodes. Isn't that crazy? I guess I'm not the only one that struggles with discipline and consistency. Holler if you hear me, right? Discipline can be challenging. It's a struggle for me. I have to mention, though, it's nearing that time of year when I choose my word for the upcoming year that helps me stay on track and keep focused for what's to come. And guess what my word was for 2022? It was diligent, which is just another word for discipline, for consistency, for sticking with something, even when you don't feel like it. There were several weeks where I did not feel up to recording a podcast. I was behind. I didn't have the time, but that word resonated in the back of my mind. See, you're being called to be more diligent. You want to get better at being more disciplined and more consistent. And in that moment where I was sitting on the fence, it would have been just a whole lot easier to go to sleep or to Just catch up next week or just uh, let this week's episode slip and you can get back to it next week. But that word that I chose and that focus that I was committed to for the year helped me push through and do what I needed to do. I want to dig a little deeper on this topic of discipline and consistency because I think it's so important and it often just gets thrown in this category of, well, I'm not disciplined. I keep screwing up in this area, and so I just feel like a failure, that I can't get my act together to be disciplined enough. And I get that. That's often where I have landed in the past, but I'm starting to learn a new flow of discipline that doesn't keep me in this mindset of failure and make me feel like I'm just broken or screwed up in some way, because we all struggle with discipline in one way or another. I don't care how focused you are or how effective you are, or how successful you are, ask anyone if they struggle with consistency and discipline, and they'll tell you, yeah, that's really hard for me. So let's just acknowledge that first, that it's a struggle for everyone. Okay, fine. We're human beings. How can we still make progress in this area and view it in a way that's helpful, that helps us move forward and be more effective toward pursuing the life and the business that we want and the dreams that we want and the goals that we have. It's a necessary part of that. So number one here, stop beating yourself up. We already know you struggle with discipline. That's fine. It's not helpful to continue to kick yourself and beat yourself up and remind yourself that you're not good at discipline. Not helpful at all. So that's step one here. We got to stop doing that. Stop living in that negative, slippery slope by telling yourself that you suck at discipline. Great, fine. We know you struggle with discipline. Let's move on and view this in a more helpful way. You might be thinking, but no, you don't understand. There's people around me who come across as so much more disciplined than I am. I am definitely lacking in this area. Before you go there in your mind, recognize that 
there's different areas of life where people are disciplined. And I've seen this. I work with a lot of very driven, effective executives in coaching. And one thing I see is that there's at least one or two major areas in everyone's life where they are dropping the ball and they haven't been able to figure out how to make it work or how to be disciplined in an area. So you might view somebody as ultra disciplined in all areas of life. Guess what? They have an area that maybe you don't see where they are dropping the ball big time. They might be super effective at leading, at being productive, at moving the ball forward in their career, but they're completely neglecting their health. Or maybe some of their most important relationships are really struggling. So let's just quit the comparison game when it comes to discipline. Because all you need to think about is you and where you want to grow and what you want to get better at. And most of all, who you're becoming and what you're moving toward and the discipline that is required to get there. So that's number two is stop comparing yourself to other people. There's a lot of gurus out there that have the latest discipline tactics that you should have locked down by the time you're this age or the time you're at this point in your career. Forget about all that. What is going to work for you? That's what I want you to focus on. Not what everybody else is doing, not where you should be or how much better somebody else is than you are in this area. Let's just focus on what works for you. That's going to be unique to you. Okay, time to go to the wisdom of the ages on the subject of discipline and consistency. The source of much of my wisdom, Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 19. He who works his land will have abundant food, but the one who chases fantasies will have his fill of poverty. That line, work the land, stood out to me quite a bit, especially since I've been gardening this past season. And I understand what that means to spend a little bit of time each day pulling some weeds, making sure your plants have enough water, stirring up the land, moving some plants around if necessary, pruning, trimming. All those consistent activities over time is what leads to that abundant harvest and that abundant food that it talks about in this scripture. Now, this is a metaphor too. The more that you have that long-term commitment to doing the work, to showing up every day, to do what's necessary, that's what leads to that valuable return. It's called work in the land because it's work. It's not always fun. There's things that you have to do that don't feel good, that are uncomfortable, that maybe pull you out of your comfort zone, or maybe they're just tasks that you don't want to tackle or you don't want to handle, but it requires something of you. It's work. I think that's why they call it discipline, because it's not easy to do some of these things. It might be simple, but it doesn't always feel easy. Chasing fantasies, on the other hand, that is more emotional. That's following a whim and hoping it works out. That's buying a lotto ticket and hoping you win millions of dollars by not having to do anything. That's stumbling on some random opportunity that suddenly makes you a millionaire. That is not a recipe for a successful life. Now, it does happen, but man, is that incredibly rare. That is not a plan to commit to. In the next verse, 29, it says, A faithful man will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. It reinforces this idea that you can't force it. 
there's a level of consistency, faithfulness, discipline that's required if you want to see sustainable success. I've said this before, but it's worth repeating. Most people far underestimate what's possible when they are consistent over a period of three to five years. And they way overestimate what they can accomplish in three to five months. Personal growth legend Zig Ziglar illustrates this point by using the manual pump on a well. When you first start pumping a well, nothing happens. No water comes up. You have to develop the suction in the lines so the water starts to come up the pipe from the well, fills up all the way to the top before it starts running out. And what a lot of people will do is they will pump like crazy as hard as they can for a short period of time, wear themselves out, give up right before the water was going to come out of the spout. So many people look at a project or a new business or a new venture or anything they're setting their minds to that same way. They go at it with vim and vigor and they're ready to attack it with everything in them and they burn themselves out because they didn't see those results quickly and they pumped too fast. And what Zig talks about is once you get that water to the top, it doesn't take as much effort to keep that flowing and moving and success is that way. When you get over that initial hump, then it's just showing up every day and doing those things you need to do to keep that success flowing. Another legend, Brian Tracy, talks about five to seven years to mastery of any industry. If you commit yourself to showing up every day and taking disciplined action in one specific area, you become a master in that five to seven year range. Author Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hour rule. If you break that down 40 hours a week for five years, you become an expert after 10,000 hours of doing one thing. Now, most people would say, well, geez, five years, that's a long time. I can't spend five years doing that. Well, guess what? You're going to spend five years doing something. Why not commit to something that you would want to become masterful at? And then you come out after five years, you might be five years older, but that time's going to pass anyway. Why not commit to something valuable that would allow you to develop expertise in one specific area? I actually think sometimes it takes even less time to become an expert in one area. Marketing guru Alex Hermosi puts it this way, epic dreams take time. But he also says that most skills can be learned in about 20 hours of focused effort. The problem is, it's procrastination and lack of discipline that prevents people from starting. And so they might say that developing this skill took four years when really the first three years they were procrastinating and it only took them less than a year to actually take the step, take action and develop that skill. I realize there's a lot of information here from gurus. But where does the rubber meet the road for you? And what I would say is start small because discipline leads to more discipline in other areas of life. Let me give you an example. This past year, really struggled to stay on task with continuing to produce this podcast and put an episode out every single week. But I grew through that process and it led to more discipline. I actually decided to get my real estate license and I was told it would take about four to six months to go through the whole process, to study, 
to take the exam, to get your license and all that sort of thing. But I had built some of these disciplined muscles through struggling through this commitment I made with the podcast. And that carried over into what I did in real estate. In less than two months, I went through a 75-hour course, passed the course exam, signed up for my state exam, passed that exam, and I should have my license in hand here soon, all in less than two months. Now, I think it's important to have interest and passion in an area for sure, but we can't rely on passion for our motivation. We have to be willing and mature enough to say, this is the right direction for me and I'm going to commit to it. And even when I don't feel like it, I'm going to take these actions and these steps to get it done because I know over the long haul, if I commit to this important direction, this direction that means a lot to me that I'm passionate about, it's going to be worth the effort that I put in, even if five years has to pass. So this is number three. Don't be in pursuit of instant gratification. Be comfortable with a long-term view on your success. Be willing to work the land, to be faithful knowing that it might be five to seven years before you reach that highest level of mastery, maybe 10,000 hours. That's okay. The time is going to pass anyway. Find something that's deeply meaningful to you and that's worth that commitment and then see it through. If you could have the business of your dreams, the life of your dreams, the relationships that you have always wanted, would it be worth applying yourself to that? If I told you you could have all that you wanted, but you just had to commit to something for five years, you had to wait for five years, would it be worth it? How about 10 years? Would it be worth it? What's the alternative? Floating, aimlessly wandering through life. Talk to me in five years after continuing to drift along with life. How satisfied will you be with that half a decade? That's my fourth point here. The time is going to pass anyway. You may as well commit yourself to something that matters to you. Put the work in. Develop that skill. Get that experience. Lean into what's important to you. And the worst case scenario is that you have built confidence and built that muscle of discipline that will carry over into every other area of life. The time's going to pass anyway. Use it well. Work the land. The last point I want to make about discipline today is that showing up is half the battle here. Sometimes I want something to be perfect or I want it to be at a very high level. And if I can't do it at a high level, I don't want to show up at all. And that's not a good way to think because everybody starts in the bottom 5%. Before you get good, you have to be bad at something or at least mediocre at it. So don't convince yourself that because you're not ready to operate at the highest level that you shouldn't do it at all. No, show up and be average at it. If you want to get good at something, you're going to start by sucking or being average. So show up. That's half the battle with discipline. We sometimes talk ourselves out of even showing up because we feel like, ah, I'm not good at that or it's going to be it's going to feel bad to not be good at this thing so I don't even want to do it. Don't let that stop you from taking action. Show up, get in the game. The only way you're going to get better is if you take action and show up. That's half the battle with discipline. Well, those are my thoughts on discipline today. I hope this was helpful 
And I hope it helped you see that you're not jacked up. Everybody struggles with this discipline thing. It's not something that's broken in you that you'll never be able to fix. You can get a little bit better at this and you can start today. And I think you should apply yourself to this. Find something that's important enough to pursue and then give yourself a nice, long, healthy, realistic timeline to see that thing through. If it's important, then yes, it's worth waiting five years to see it through. Well, as always, I appreciate you listening to the Business of Living podcast. We are going to continue to consistently put out content that hopefully helps you live a better life, a more meaningful life, to be more fully alive, more engaged in what's important. And yes, that requires discipline. So I'm going to continue to grow. It's not easy for me either. But you got this. One step at a time. Just show up and you're going to see some awesome results if you have a little patience. Take care, my friends. And don't forget to do what matters. To live fully. Don't settle for an average life. Go all in. Be everything that you can be. Did I just do an army commercial? Hopefully I won't hear from the U.S. Army's attorneys about using their tagline. But folks, take what you heard today and apply it. How are you going to approach discipline in your life? Do you need to take a wider view? Do you need to stop beating yourself up? Do you need to start taking more action instead of circling around and procrastinating? Whatever it is that hit you out of today's conversation, don't forget to take action on it. Apply it to your life. Use it to grow, to improve, to get better. You are so much more capable than you realize. Make every day count. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.